Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about issues to watch out for in the preparation of Worksheet S10. And joining me to discuss that topic is Jeff Wolf, who is the Director of Reimbursement Services at Bessler. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So Jeff, before we dive into the very specific issues around Worksheet S10, can you talk to our audience a little bit about how the S10 is playing into the entire uncompensated care pool these days? Well, S10, um, as most people know, has gained importance over the last couple of years in that um, the disproportionate share payments is being uh, allocated 25% between the old empirical dish calculation based on the um, eligible patients or their Medicaid eligible patients. The uh, S10 has taken the 75% of that calculation and is being used to identify the amount of money that each hospital will be entitled to. So the importance of S10 has really risen in the last three, four years. For anyone who's familiar with the S10, there are two methods for preparing that worksheet. They are the GL versus the transaction codes. Can you tell us what the differences are between the two? Yeah, simply put, um, the general ledger method uh, uses data that's eventually booked into the general ledger or the trial balance for the hospital. And people use that to identify their net reimbursement, their charity care, and their bad debts as they're written off. Um, and that method works for identifying some totals. Um, but it's not very detailed. As you think of general ledger transactions, they're not by patient. They're not uh, uh, detailed enough for what these audits are looking for. When we talk about the transaction code method, on the other hand, it's extremely detail-oriented. It's basically the data files are the transaction codes that are posted for every patient account during the year identifying net reimbursement charity care and bed debt write-offs. This means that the GL method uh, does not contain that level of data, but the uh, transaction codes do, and they're going to be much better for audits. Jeff, how does this affect the net revenue calculations? Well, the GL method is simpler to utilize and to process the data. The values are easier to reconcile to the financial statements. What the GL method does not handle well is when the primary payer status changes after the provision of services. In these cases, the GL method is reporting incorrect values for the net reimbursement for those specific payers. The transaction code method, on the other hand, is more difficult to use and has massive amounts of data that the facility must manage and process. But the results are more accurate since the transaction codes are derived from the patient accounting system and that data can be generated with the current primary and secondary peers rather than the data at the time of treatment. So the treatment, uh, excuse me, the transition code method does have more difficulty with reconciliations, but the patient level of detail is exactly what's needed during the audit. And how does this affect charity care and bad debts? This is the section of S10 where the GL method completely breaks down. Uh, both the charity care and the bad debt listings must be by patient slash encounter. Uh, therefore, using the GL method for filing S10 will cause a lot of data rework and reconciliation problems during the audit. On the other hand, the transaction method, this is where it shines because you are in detail by 
by patients by transaction. You can absolutely show the transaction codes related to every charity care or bad debt write-off. Again, since the transaction code method is derived from the patient accounting system, the data can be generated as needed directly showing patient uh, payments, the contractual adjustments, the write-offs, uh, et cetera. That makes it much easier to manage for the requirements of audit. And Jeff, if you're um, recommending the use of the transaction method for the S10, how do you identify and reconcile the detailed data? Well, when we talk about the transaction code method, we're actually talking about utilizing a minimum of three different data sources in order to provide the necessary information. The minimum data sources are the detailed charge records, the transaction codes, or otherwise known as the uh, payment and adjustment file, and the 835 payment remittances. Each of these files will need to be reconciled either to the general ledger or the financial statements to ensure that you are dealing with the correct data. So Jeff, let's talk through the data sources. First, um, walk us through detail charges. Okay, so the detailed charges are a summary by patient of all the charges posted for each encounter by RevCode. At this point, we're not bringing in the DRG or the HICPIC codes, but as S10 evolves, these fields may be needed, so having that data available will be important. To ensure that you have all the charges for all the patients treated in a year, that data must be reconciled from the total patient charges detail file to the general ledger and or the financial statements. Okay, and now walk us through transaction codes. So the transaction codes are a detailed listing of all payments and adjustments to patient accounts for the year. This represents all of the claim processing and collection efforts that are performed on a patient account and claim. While this data is massive and it is commingled, you can separate out and ID certain categories of transactions and be able to reconcile those categories to the general ledger of financial statements. The kind of categories we're talking about would be contractual adjustments. Those can be identified directly to the GL. Your total payments, in other words, your cash receipts, or your total write-offs, all of those can be reconciled back to the GL as specific dollar amounts. Jeff, the third data element is the 835-837 transactions. Tell us about those. So the 835 transactions are summary claim adjustment data by patient encounter. These data elements include insurance payments, patient responsibilities, non-coverage amounts. Um, these payments should be reconciled in total by patient to the insurance payments in the transaction codes. So it's very important to reconcile the transaction codes before you reconcile the 835 because the 835 only can be reconciled to individual claims and to individual patients. So there's kind of a hierarchy. You have to do the total charges first, you have to do the transaction codes second, and then you have to be able to do the 835s. And if you're using all of these detail records, which can contain millions of, of records, literally, Jeff, what are the critical data elements uh, that people should be paying attention to? Well, one of the most important ones is identifying the critical payers, primary and secondary payer types. 
Um, of those, you've got your Medicare, your Medicaid, you have your uh, CHIP and your state and local independent uh, indigent programs, but you also need to know which private insurance are in network as well as out of network. And that takes a little bit of work uh, with your um, patient accounting folks to make sure you identify which programs or which policies are in and out of network. Um, you also need to identify the transaction codes that represent some of the following categories. Things like contractual adjustments, insurance payments, patient payments, write-offs, length of stay adjustment, and other miscellaneous adjustments. Each of those categories needs to be a separate bucket of analysis under the transaction codes. Number one, so you can reconcile them back, but number two, so that you can use them in the analysis uh, by patient as you're moving forward on your S10. Jeff, how does all of this data get summarized and analyzed for supporting documentation? Well, once you've reconciled the data, you'll need to identify the patients into specific buckets. The first thing you'll need to do is identify the primary payers for the net reimbursement calculations. Then you'll need to identify the transaction categories to identify the charity care versus the bad debt write-off amounts. Be aware that a patient can end up in multiple categories. So for instance, a Medicaid patient that could have a charity care write-off and could have a bad debt could end up in three different buckets um, as we're walking through this. That what this means is that you need to make sure that you've identified the transaction codes appropriately for charity versus bad debt so you can separately identify those and not count them twice on the, on the listings. Any patient that was written off in the current year that also had their services in the current year could be in the net reimbursement section as well as have patient responsibility that either is written off as charity or bad debt. So again, being aware of exactly what your transaction codes and putting them into the appropriate buckets is going to be very, very important. In summary, it's really, really critical to make sure that you look at the data categories, the transaction codes, putting them into the correct buckets based on the, med the CMS guidelines. The quality and accuracy of your transaction codes in the patient accounting system will become more and more critical as we evolve through S10. And this is the third uh, installment of our series around uncompensated care. We've previously covered bad debt and DISH. If you'd like to get our paper around uncompensated care to read more in depth about all of those topics, you can go to Bessler.com forward slash insights. Just click on the reimbursement button and you'll see the paper there along with a host of other resources available around Medicare reimbursement. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you very much. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.